welcome to Good Guy Grant's podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk a little basketball because there's a lot of NBA rumors going along. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their Friday. Uh, I know I do. I enjoy Friday. It's the end of the work week. But there's a lot of NBA rumors going around. Uh, talk about Chris Paul. Talk a little Russell Westbrook. Just talk NBA in general. Uh, congrats to the Lakers for winning the championship number 17 for the franchise. Of course, led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. For people that don't know, the Lakers have uh, Rajon Rondo, the veteran point guard, who played a lot better in the playoffs. Average about nine points, about five assists, uh, a couple rebounds as well. He's actually going to opt out of the last year of his contract. He was scheduled to make about $3 million on the year. The reason he's doing that is because he's going to be looking for a more lucrative contract going into next season. I think he's going to be the top veteran free agent point guard on the market. So I think he's going to get a lot more than that $3 million. I think a team's going to take a risk, give him between 10 or $11 million and kind of look for him to get signed early in the process for free agency. Now, the reason I bring that up, uh, there's a lot of discussion about Oklahoma City point guard Chris Paul possibly going back to L.A., uh, joining the Lakers, of course. He did play with the Clippers a few years ago when they had DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. Ultimately, that uh, threesome did not win anything. They made the playoffs but did not make any noise. Uh, But there's rumors that Chris Paul wants to go back to L.A., and the team that would be the destination is the L.A. Lakers. Chris Paul has two years left on his contract with Oklahoma City, so this trade would have to be a pretty sizable one to work out with the way Chris Paul's contract's set up. Uh, His 2020 to 2021 salary at the age of 35 for Chris Paul is $41.3 million. His salary for the 2021-22 season, and again, this that's a player option in 2021-2022, which he will definitely exercise for the money because in 2021-2022, he's set to hit, hit make $44.2 million. Uh, the rumors that are going around for Chris Paul, if the Lakers were to trade for him, these would be the players that would have to get shipped out. It would have to be Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Avery Bradley, JaVel McGee, and multiple draft picks. That's just to offload $33 million in players' salary, so that way you can fit in Chris Paul's salary into the Lakers' Ultimately, you're getting rid of multiple players, actually five, to make room for Chris Paul. So they would have to sign about four guys off the street. It's a veteran minimum or very low salaries as well to fill out the rest of that roster if they did make this deal. Now, the reason the Lakers would look into it is LeBron James is close friends with Chris Paul. They are very close off the court. They hang out a lot. They are big bowling people, so they bowl a lot together, uh, text a lot back and forth. But the rumors coming out of L.A. is that Chris Paul would love a move to come back to L.A. and, of course, join the Lakers. Now, for people that don't know, Chris Paul did play for the New Orleans Hornets back in the day, and the Clippers tried to trade for him before. The NBA blocked that deal. The reason for that is because what was going on with ownership of the New Orleans Hornets, they didn't think it was fair for the return that they were getting for Chris Paul. So, Ultimately, the NBA a few years back when Chris Paul played for the Hornets nixed that deal and it did not happen. This deal, if it were to happen, I think it would be a bad deal in terms of salary for the Lakers. 
But ultimately, Chris Paul wants a championship before he retires. And at his age, like I said, he's going to be 35 going into next season. He doesn't have very many years left to get this championship. So him joining LeBron and AD in LA could definitely happen. I did see a rumor also that Anthony Davis is set to opt out of his contract and ultimately sign a two-year extension with the Lakers. Now that second year, that contract would be a player option. And so it'd be Anthony Davis's decision. The reason he would do that is because he doesn't know how long LeBron James will play for. They can win another championship and LeBron could just say, you know, I'm done. I won five rings. I'm out. I'm done. And Anthony Davis would have that option to leave LA if he wants to. Of course, the Lakers want to sign AD to a long-term deal, but ultimately it comes down to how long is LeBron going to be in LA for Anthony Davis to stay there. Now, like I said, with Chris Paul wanting to go back to LA, I could see the Lakers as the favorite, of course, but that is a lot of contracts they would have to get rid of. The only contract out of that group of players, like I said, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Avery Bradley, and JaVale McGee, the only really good player out of that is Kuzma, and he's only really good on the offensive side. Defensively, he's not that great. Avery Bradley's good on both sides, but he's not a big-time scorer. JaVale McGee's kind of, eh, I'm not a big fan. <coughs> Excuse me. Danny Green had his struggles shooting in the playoffs, and of course, Quinn Cook did not play a lot in this postseason. So the return Oklahoma City would be getting would be based on Kyle Kuzma, Avery Bradley, and basically draft picks. I don't see them keeping Danny Green, Quinn Cook, or JaVale McGee. Uh, so ultimately, the Lakers would have to give up that first-round pick and possibly more in order to get Chris Paul. And like I said, they would have to shed $33 million of players' salary just to get Chris Paul to go to the Lakers. The other hot topic comes, of course, in another point guard actually in the NBA. That is Russell Westbrook, point guard for the Houston Rockets. With Daryl Morey, their general manager, stepping down and leaving the organization, they don't have a lot of flexibility. They have traded all their first-round pick and second-round pick this year, so they don't have draft picks to be able to improve the team. Ultimately, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook's contract, 2020 to 2021, he's set to make $41.3 million, and then the following year, $44 million. And then 2022-2023, he has a player option which pays him $47 million. Now, this is, of course, the pre before COVID kicked in. It's where NBA salaries were starting to boom. Uh, with COVID, I see the NBA salary cap going down a little bit. So not as many teams are going to be able to afford these big-time contracts uh, going into this offseason. The one team I've heard that's after Russell Westbrook is the New York Knicks. They need a big-time player in New York to draw fans to get them back in the building. Ultimately, the Knicks could definitely use Russell Westbrook, but you're talking about having to give up a lot of pieces to be able to get Westbrook with that salary. One of the guys that would have to get shipped out to Houston would be Kevin Knox, who's actually a pretty good young player. He's only 21 uh, years old. He's got a couple years out of Kentucky. Uh, Frank Nakina, the point guard out of France, who they drafted a few years ago, would be going to Houston as well, as well as other uh, salary players would have to go. Julius Randle would have to go to the Rockets as well. Pretty much, New York needs to make a splash, and if the Knicks want to get back to being relevant, I think this would be a good deal for them 
for marketing purposes for Russell Westbrook that would help because you were being playing in Madison Square Garden. Uh, we all know Russell Westbrook's fashion game, in my opinion, is not that strong, but he takes fashion very seriously. To be in New York, he'd be able to work on that as well. And of course, he'd still be getting his $40 million salary. Now, the Knicks do have a top five draft pick in this year's draft. They can include that in a trade to the Rockets. But I see the Houston Rockets making some deals this offseason, either trying to trade James Harden or trying to deal Russell Westbrook. I see them trying to trade Westbrook more than Harden. I think the organization, especially the owner, favors James Harden over Russell Westbrook. But those are the two hot names that are going to be on the trade block this coming offseason in the NBA. Like I said, with the Lakers winning the championship, I think they're going to look at Chris Paul after they lose Rajon Rondo. And then, like I said, the Knicks are going to look at Russell Westbrook. But it's a matter of you have to be able to fit enough salary into these deals to make it happen. For the New York Knicks, like I said, you would have to include Julius Randle in a Russell Westbrook trade. Julius Randle is making $18 million. He would have to go the other way to Houston. Of course, you have Kevin Knox on a rookie salary as well as Neil Lakina. They make a combined around uh, $9 million. So that would have to go the other way. But look for those two big names to come out of this. A lot of trade rumors. I've already heard a lot of trade rumors for these players coming out. Uh, I want to switch a little gears also. Talk, still talk a little NBA. But I wanted to talk Ty Lu. Now Ty Lu, from people I don't know, just agreed to a five-year contract to be the LA Clippers' new head coach. The Clippers did fire Doc Rivers after not making a lot of noise in the playoffs. They ultimately moved on from Doc Rivers. Who ultimately, I think Doc Rivers is still a good coach. He did win a championship with the Boston Celtics. When they had, of course, KG and Paul Pierce and Rondo was actually on that team. Now Doc Rivers is the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. There's rumors of they want to trade Joel Embiid out of Philadelphia as well. So that's something to keep your eye on. But Doc Rivers taking over in for in Philadelphia. He better win or that fan base is going to turn on Doc Rivers pretty fast. But I want to go back and talk a little Ty Lue. Uh, Ty Lue, for people that don't know, he took over when David Blatt was fired uh, by the Cavs back in 2016. David Blatt had the Cavs as the best record in the Eastern Conference and one of the top records in the NBA in 2016. David Blatt was fired after the All-Star break and Ty Lue took over. Now, the reason David Blatt was fired is because of the relationship that David Blatt had with, of course, with all-star superstar LeBron James. And ultimately, LeBron said, I want to be, I want a coach like Ty Lue to coach me. So ultimately, the organization in Cleveland moved on from David Blatt, even though the Cavs had the best record in the NBA, or excuse me, in the Eastern Conference at least. They were 30 and 11 with a 73% win percentage when David Blatt was fired in 2016. Uh, of course, David Blatt took the Cavs to the finals. They did not win. They lost in the 2014-2015 season, and they were off to that good start in 2015-2016. Uh, but ultimately, at the All-Star break, the Cavs fired David Blatt and hired Tyron Lue, who was an assistant at the time, to be the head coach. The Cavs went on to win the NBA Finals that year, but it's ultimately, it was not Ty Lue's show, the reason that the Cavs 
won that championship. It came down to LeBron James playing out of his mind and Kyrie Irving hit a big shot in that NBA Finals. To me, I think the Clippers are making a big, big mistake hiring of Ty Lue in this case. I know they want to make sure that players like Paul George and, of course, Kawhi Leonard are happy in L.A., and they think the Clippers hiring of Ty Lue will keep these players healthy and ultimately will help keep them in L.A. Now, for people that don't know, there's been a lot of backstories going on between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the relationship they had with Doc Rivers. Uh, I want to honestly look into that. When the Clippers acquired Paul George, the interesting part, throughout the season, before the bubble started, before COVID, Paul George was allowed to live in San Diego and ultimately travel to L.A. in between games. Uh, There was rumors going on that Paul George was late to flights uh, before games when teams were actually going on the road. There was rumors that Paul George and especially Kawhi Leonard allowed themselves to take themselves out of the lineup whenever they want under Doc Rivers. Uh, There's a lot of rumors going on that the relationship that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard had really rubbed the wrong way for players like Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. Ultimately, Paul George was allowed to travel back and forth from San Diego to LA whenever he wanted to during the season. Kawhi Leonard was allowed to basically dictate how many minutes he was going to play each and every game. So basically, Doc Rivers let those two players get away with a lot of things. But the thing that bothers me the most that's not getting the attention it needs, who was the assistant coach under Doc Rivers for the Clippers this past season? It was Ty Lue. And Ty Lue came out and basically said the rumors about Kawhi and Paul George doing that, it was the Doc Rivers show. That's ultimately why Ty Lue did not say anything. I think that is BS. I think if you're an assistant coach and you're letting these players also get away with it, you should bring it up to the organization. You bring it up to ownership. Ultimately, it was basically Kawhi Leonard and Paul George against the rest of the team. They alienated themselves. Like I said, with Paul George being allowed to travel back and forth between San Diego and LA, even on game nights, I think that's crazy that he was allowed to do that. Kawhi Leonard, who's making a ton of money, over $100 million in LA, should be wanting to give his entire effort to the Clippers with that kind of a contract. I've said this before. Kawhi Leonard was not the same player with the Clippers as he was in Toronto. It seemed like Toronto, he gave a lot more in effort to win that championship. In LA, it just seemed like he was happy to be back in California. For people that don't know, Kawhi Leonard is from the California area. He did go to college at San Diego State. So Kawhi Leonard, ultimately, when he left Toronto, he just wanted to go back to California. That's why the Clippers were able to get him. And then they paired Paul George up with Kawhi Leonard. They ultimately thought with the deep bench they had, they were able to make a run and get it done. Ultimately, they did not. They got ousted in the playoffs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did not look like the same player that he was in Toronto. He looked like he took some games off. He was not as engaged when he was playing for the Clippers, from what I've noticed. Paul George, ultimately, I don't know what's going on with Paul George. I thought Paul George had his best years when he played in Indy with the Pacers. I thought he honestly had a was a superstar in Indy, but he thought he would get a little bit more marketing, a little more uh, endorsement deals when he went out to L.A. 
Now, coming into this season, the 2020-21 season, Paul George is set to make $35.4 million. Then he has a player option in 2021-2022 that he can opt out if he would like after this upcoming season. Now, that comes down to are the Clippers going to make a deep run in the playoffs? Because if they don't, Paul George is going to opt out and go somewhere else to where he can win. Paul George, at the age of 30, wants to win a championship like a lot of people uh, before he has to hang it up. Kawhi Leonard, he's in the same kind of boat. So this is why the Clippers automatically made the decision to bring in Ty Lue is they want to keep those two players happy so that way they're there for the long term and not for the short term. Kawhi Leonard, he has a 2021-2022 player option as well. So ultimately, after this season, if the Clippers do not do well and they don't make a deep run in the playoffs or win a championship, look for Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, one of those players, if not both, to opt out and get out of the Clippers if Ty Lue does not get it done. Now, Ty Lue has the job security now after signing that five-year deal to be the Clippers head coach, but ultimately, this is a big season for him. He's already came out and said, uh, for people that don't know, He's going to change up the offense the way it's run. He wants to run a lot of up-tempo offense uh, in L.A. They're going to do a lot of uh, manage of the minutes for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard this season. It's already come out. He's also talked about playing the the young players that the Clippers had, which is not smart in my opinion because the Clippers' uh, young players like uh, uh, Cabin Gelly, who's a second-year player out of Florida State. He's a 6'9 power forward. I don't think he's going to be very good. Uh, they want to get him some more minutes. Uh, they want to get guys like uh, Terrence Mann some more minutes. Uh, they want to get another young guy some minutes. Amir Coffee played a little bit. But Ty Lue already said a few of these young players are going to get into the rotation at the start of this season and kind of go from there. He thinks, honestly, the energy level of the young players will help. And it'll also take the pressure off of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard so they won't have to play as many minutes. Uh, but this is a big year for Ty Lue. Ultimately, I didn't think he was a great coach for the Cavs because they fired him once LeBron left. LeBron was the head coach, in my opinion, for the Cavaliers during that time when he was back in Cleveland. I don't think Ty Lue did such a great job in terms of being a coach. He basically said, hey, LeBron, you run the offense, do what you want. We're going to go from there. I think Ty Lue's going to do the same thing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They're going to run the show. Uh, but ultimately, I think this is a bad hire for the Clippers. Uh, if a lot of teams wanted Ty Lue so badly, why did he become an assistant coach for the Clippers instead of getting another head coaching job after he was fired by the Cavaliers? Uh, to me, I think this is a bad move. It's not as bad as the Brooklyn Nets hiring Steve Nash, but ultimately, I think this is a bad move by the Clippers. I don't see them getting any better. I don't see Ty Lue doing enough to where he's going to maximize that roster. Now, that roster has some decisions to make. Montrez Harrell set to become a free agent. I think he's going to get a bigger contract. What are they going to do with Lou Williams on the bench? Are they going to keep him? Are they going to trade him? He's 33. You got veteran players like Joakim Noah. That's not going to be coming back. I think another team's going to sign him. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to can Ty Lue get enough from that bench to help players like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard get that ring? Uh, Kawhi Leonard wants his second ring. Paul George does not have a ring, so he's ring chasing. Uh, but that's the big thing going around in the NBA. There's a lot of rumors going on behind the scene, like I said, with Chris Paul. 
and Russell Westbrook. Joel Embiid's name has came up in trade discussions from Philadelphia. Ultimately, I don't think Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid are going to get along. I think Joel Embiid doesn't play as good a defense as people think. I think Doc Rivers is a very defensive coach. I think Doc Rivers is going to get a lot out of Ben Simmons, but I ultimately I think that takes the, the ball away from Joel Embiid. So if the right deal does come along, I can see the 76ers dealing Joel Embiid as well. But ultimately, there's a lot going on in the NBA. There's rumors going on that a lot of the players do not want to return to the bubble down in Florida for this upcoming season. They said there was a lot of wear and tear on them emotionally and physically playing in the bubble because they couldn't do anything besides hang out in the bubble. Ultimately, I thought the bubble was a success for the NBA. There was no positive test inside the NBA bubble, but ultimately the players want to have a little more free will and play outside of the bubble and ultimately from the results we've seen in the NFL and of course in Major League Baseball throughout the seasons for both sports, there's been a good amount of positive tests coming out. Of course, baseball is doing it in the postseason to where they have two remote bubble locations, which is smart for the postseason. The NFL is having issues with a lot of games getting shuffled around. Uh, news came out today that Personnel for the Indianapolis Colts have tested positive for COVID as well. So that game against the Bengals this week is in jeopardy. But the NBA, a lot of the players do not want to return to that bubble. If they do not return to that bubble, I think the best scenario for the NBA to use that bubble is the NBA Developmental League, which is called the G League. I think you need to take those teams and throw them in the bubble down there. It keeps those players active and allows those players to be called up and be ready to go if an NBA player does go down or if a team needs somebody on their roster, there's talk of the NBA possibly expanding their rosters this coming season to combat COVID in case a player does get COVID while traveling. That is an also an option for the NBA as well. But there's a lot of news going around the NBA. You're not hearing a lot going on uh, in the main you know, TV places like ESPN, Fox, and everything. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes rumors going on. I think this NBA offseason could be very big. There's talk that the season might be pushed back already. They were st set to start again in December, but I'm, I'm hearing possibly January all the way to March as a start time for the NBA, depending on how this COVID case goes and everything. Uh, this is a big thing for NBA players because they are on vacation right now. This is the time to where a lot of players – are just hanging out or going on vacation, and that is the threat for them getting COVID when they come back. So this is a big offseason for the NBA. I think this offseason is going to be huge in terms of a lot of rumors, a lot of news. So that's something to keep your eye on. But this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And, of course, enjoy the rest of your weekend.